Have you tried diet after diet without finding long-term success? Well, believe it or not, it's not you. So many people think they know what they need to do to get healthy, but there's so much misinformation out there that many of us are sabotaging our health goals without even knowing it. Hi, I'm Carrie, a wife, mom, educator, and certified nutrition coach. After being frustrated by dieting and all the confusion out there about what actually works, I decided to figure it out. And what I discovered on my journey challenged everything I thought I knew about nutrition. And the solution is actually much simpler than you realize. So now, I'm on a mission to disrupt everything you think you know about nutrition too. Welcome to the Diet Disruptors Podcast. Today's podcast is brought to you by Disruptive Nutrition's Trifecta Transformation. If you are really ready to see different results, you have to do something different. Our invite-only exclusive program is unlike anything you've ever experienced before. Think of it as nutrition and life coaching thrown together with unwavering targeted support, personalized programming, and a way to finally organize, well, your entire life. Because if we can't do something forever, we shouldn't be doing it now. So we have to teach you how to show up differently for yourself in ways you likely haven't ever done before. We don't tell you what to eat. We teach you how to fuel your body in the way that it needs. We don't tell you what to do. We show you, coach you, and support you to make sure it works for your life, your schedule, for your goals. But teaching you how to eat isn't enough because we know it's our thoughts and our beliefs that dictate our actions. If you don't take this journey of self-awareness with us, you won't recognize your triggers and your mindsets that might be holding you back. The relationship you have with your body, with food, and with your value all stem from your beliefs and what you tell yourself. If we don't support you in that part of your journey, knowing how to eat will never be enough to make lasting change. And let's face it, life is crazy and we can't always control our circumstances. Busy women tend to put themselves last when the chaos ensues and we end up back where we started, frustrated, defeated, and tired. While you may be feeling motivated at one point, experience reminds us that motivation doesn't last and eventually we just give up when things get too hard. That's why with our trifecta transformation, we will teach you how to keep going even when the motivation weans. And we do that really well. We have a saying around here, you can't always control your circumstances, but you can control your response. And we show you how to do just that. Our success rate is high, and that's because what we teach is right. It's simple and it's transformational. But it's also because we only invite those who we believe are truly committed and ready to make the change. So if you are interested, go to our website at disruptivenutrition.com and book a free call with a coach today to see if this approach is a good fit for you. Well, hey, Diet Disruptors, Carrie here, and welcome to another episode. You know, lately I've been having a lot of guests, guest coaches on in our podcast, and today I realized I needed to take a little bit of time to go over a couple of concepts that I have been realizing has been tripping you up. And so as much as I love bringing on our coaches, and we have this whole series going on, on meeting our coaches and understanding just why their story is so powerful. We're taking a little break from that today. And we're going to talk about something that I think, especially at this time of year, is so important to talk about. 
because I hear from women all the time about how they just don't have any willpower, right? They just feel like they have no self-control to say no to the things that they really want, that they binge eat when they're stressed and they have cravings and all sorts of stuff. And so today, we're going to dig into exactly that. If that is you and you are watching or listening live, put in the word willpower into the comments. I want to know if you're here. And if you're watching or listening on replay, go ahead and put that into the comments. Willpower. If that is an issue for you, I want to know because it. here's the spoiler alert. It isn't you. It's all of us. It's our natural human tendency to have issues with willpower. We're going to talk about why. We're going to talk about the, some of the science behind it and some strategies to be able to help you get more willpower. Now, a lot of people will say to me, you know, I've been living this lifestyle that we teach at Disruptive Nutrition for about 10 years. And people say to me all the time, how do you do that. Like I live a very busy life. I travel a lot. Although this year I am really working hard on not traveling because I have a senior in high school and I want to spend every possible minute that she will spend with me with her. Uh, but I mean, uh, traditionally over the last 10 years, I used to travel two weeks every month and still could live this lifestyle. I can practice and execute the discipline of declining some days better than others. And so people think I just have this natural willpower. And the truth is I don't. But I do understand about willpower. I understand the science behind it. Remember, you guys, I was a behavior specialist for more than 20 years. I am a nutritionist. I have lots of certifications. And we have some amazing, amazing ways that we work with our, our clients when it comes to food and nutrition. But what I have learned, and I, did, I learned this the hard way, to be honest with you, is that I could teach women how to eat. But it didn't really matter if I didn't actually teach them that their thoughts and their beliefs dictated their actions. If I didn't help them see how their habits are actually impacting their life, their health, and their progress. If I didn't teach them about their systems and time management and all the aspects that go into our crazy lives, especially as women, if I left that out of the equation, which is all this stuff I knew as a behavior specialist, you would never stick with it. And I know that because in the early years of my coaching, I would just teach people how to eat. I would give them a meal plan. I would show them. I would teach them. But inevitably, six months, eight months, 12 months, sometimes, goodness, eight years later, I'll get messages from women saying, gosh, yours was the only thing I ever did that truly felt like it was right and working. But I, life got, you know, off. Like I got busy. I lost my job. I changed my job. My kids got a different age. I had a vacation. I had stress. I mean, whatever it is, it's almost like it surprises us. And then we fall off. And then we don't have enough willpower or what we believe is willpower to be able to get back on. The idea of I know what to do, but I just don't do it. It holds true. And I will say, unless you are truly a diet disruptor and you know how to balance your blood sugar in the way that we teach by eating the right nutrients and the right frequency and the right portions, you're not, you don't really know what your body truly needs. So there are some tweaks that we can do, but even if you did know, you still wouldn't do it because there are so many aspects of our behavioral beings that are innate to humans that we've never been taught about. 
So that's what we're going to do today. We're going to dig into learning a little bit more about you. It's one of the components of our three pillars at Disruptive Nutrition, mind, body, and sustainability. So yes, we have to teach about our body. We call them the six spinning plates that we need to be able to truly, truly continue to bring our body on a path where we are reaching our optimal health. Those six plates are nutrition, exercise, sleep, water, supplements, and managing stress. But then we also know that our mindsets, our thoughts and our beliefs, they dictate our actions, and we don't really dig into that, then we're never going to be able to have actions that serve our body on a consistent basis. And then finally, sustainability, if we don't learn how to do something forever, we don't learn how to actually cultivate this marriage between us and our bodies we're never going to do it. So those pillars are the foundation, the formula for success. So where does that fit into willpower? Well, it's part of everything, everything, mind, body, and sustainability. And so we're going to dig into that because willpower is more than what you think it is. It isn't just about muscling through and saying no to things that you really want. Let me dig into a little bit of the science behind willpower. So the number one trait that determines success in any single aspect of your life, whether it's work or your health or your parenting, your marriage, your friendships, any relationships with yourself or with others, the number one trait that determines success, you ready for this? I want you to write this down. Put it in the comments if you're with me is self-control. If you have that self-control, we like to call it at Disruptive Nutrition, the discipline of declining. It doesn't mean we say no to things all the time. Everything is possible. We are just intentional and we know when we should say no and we don't have to have the things we used to think we had to have. We are much more intentional about what we do and why we do it. But self-control, that is the number one determining of success. Okay. And the ability to resist temptation and do what's better for you in the long run is the definition of self control. I'm going to say that again. The ability to resist a temptation and do what's better for you in the long run. I always say short term uh, kind of choices that make long term consequences. And so it is like a child who wants the thing now and doesn't know how to wait. There's actually a, a, a whole slew of research, research around this, but as an educator especially, I love the one about the marshmallow test. There were a bunch of kids that were brought in around a marshmallow. And they were told, if you want to, you can have this marshmallow now. But if you wait, you can have two marshmallows. Well, don't you know that the majority of kids had the marshmallow right then and there. However, they followed these kids years down the road and those that were able to wait for that second marshmallow actually had more success later on in life than those that didn't. Now, it's not to say that, oh my goodness, well, if I, you know, I either have it or I don't have it. Well, there are so many different areas of life as to why we struggle with self-control, willpower, the discipline of declining. And we're going to dig into that right now. But Marie Forleo, she is a woman that wrote Everything is Figureoutable. If you know who Marie Forleo is, right in the word Forleo, she says, and I, I love this because I think it's super, super important as we understand that it is not our fault it is innate human nature to not have 
natural willpower all the time. It's true for all of us. There's a limit, what she, what Marie says, there's a limit to what your brain can manage in a day. And if you ignore the science, you're going to suffer. This isn't about Carrie thinking a certain way or Marie thinking a certain way. This is about tons and hundreds and hundreds of documented research around willpower, time management, self-control that tells us just how important it is, but also how limiting it is for us in a day. Now, what does that mean? Well, our willpower is kind of like your car. And I love that metaphor because I always say that your body is a refuel as you go machine. And that is absolutely true about food. We shouldn't be depriving ourselves. I always say, since when does anything flourish on a deficit? It doesn't ever. And food as a machine, what our body is, is one that needs energy. We are a refuel-as-you-go machine. It makes sense for our car. Why doesn't it make sense for our body? So we need to be fueling our body every three to four hours with the right nutrients and the right portions and the right frequency, all of that kind of stuff. That is just so pivotal because as we go through the day, if we don't eat, our gas tank starts to diminish and we need to refuel. Now, that's not just with our body, but it's also with our mind. We do a variety of things all day long that actually cause our willpower tank to deplete. It starts to get empty. When we go to bed and sleep, I mean, get the book Sleep Smarter by uh, Sean Stevenson. It is absolutely incredible. It's in our shop. You can go grab it there. Anyway, He talks about the importance of sleep and it's just so rejuvenating. It helps you absorb all your nutrients. That's where fasting comes in, you guys. All the science around fasting. That's why breakfast is called break fast because it's actually meant to be the time that you break the fast, not during the day when you're actually exerting all that energy. But anyway, then when we think about willpower, it's like plugging in our phone for all sorts of more energy within our body, but also our willpower. So all day long, we are doing things that are depleting our willpower. And there are two major things that we are doing every single day that have a huge effect on that gas tank of willpower. Do you want to know what they are? Yes. (laughs) Tell me. Say yes. If you're like, yes, Carrie, I want to know what the two things are. Okay. I'm going to look. Do I see? Yes, 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 yes. Okay. So yes, there are two activities that tend to burn that most amount of will power fuel. You ready? Temptations and making decisions. And oftentimes the two go hand in hand. Okay. Temptations and making decisions. So let's talk about making decisions first. Okay. There's actually something called decision fatigue. My husband and I were actually just talking about this. He had said that he went to a um, an executive like training uh, thing on time management and they were actually being trained. And I was like, this is not based in science. <laughs> but anyway, uh, we had a whole debate about this and then he realized, yeah, that was kind of dumb. So what they did is they had the simulation on a, you were on a computer and you were starting, you had a project to do, and then you were getting pinged by all sorts of distractions, your phone, you got an urgent email, your, your, you know, your kid's school called, I don't know. There were like all sorts of things. And you had to try to figure out how to manage all those distractions coming in, deal with them and still get the project done. And I was like, well, see, that's exactly the problem, especially in America. We think we can really multitask. We think we can do and and shift our brain into all these different directions. We aren't 
machines. We can't do that. Now we can for a very short amount of time and we think we're doing it, but at the end of the day, we really aren't. So if you actually have to within a very even short amount of time, make a whole lot of decisions. Like, do I answer that email? Do I not? Do I answer that text? Do I not? Do I answer this phone call? Do I not? Do I keep working? Do I stop? What do I? Just that in terms of decision fatigue will deplete your willpower very, very, very quickly. It's amazing how much energy it takes to be able to learn how to say kind of no to certain things. Also, how about this? Like if you're sitting in front of your closet, let's say you work outside of the home and you're sitting there like, what do I wear today? Oh, I don't know. Do I do this? Do I do that? Well, I'd heard, and I actually don't have the substantial re research for this, but the concept is totally spot on. That Barack Obama, when he was in the White House, he didn't actually pick out his clothes at all. He literally just had like the same outfits over and over and over again. And he just went and grabbed and then he never, ever had to think about it. It was just pull, pull, pull. And so if you actually, and, and, and the problem is at night, our willpower is depleted. But if you actually made that decision at night and just say, okay, I'm going to wear this today, or you take Sunday and just say, I'm going to like pick out all my clothes for the week and have them hanging there. And that decision is already made for you. You won't even believe how much more willpower that will give you later. How many of you are always stressed about what to eat. I hear this all the time from our non-clients that you go to the fridge and you're like, oh, I don't know what to eat. And you think I should eat healthy, but that's not really working. But then I have cravings and I don't know what to eat. And I go to the grocery store. I don't even know what to buy anymore. I'm just so confused. Or you're searching the Facebook and you're looking for solutions and you keep searching and you have to keep making decisions. Diet disruptors that are truly understanding and living this lifestyle, they don't have to do that. They understand that... You know, when we do grab and go meals, we just have a whole bunch of protein, fats, and carbs, and we know how to pair them together. And we don't even think about it. Or we like to do our go to meals all the time. Some people think it's boring. Now, I say, okay, we eat five to six times a day. If I had to make cognitive decisions about what to eat five to six times, that would be exhausting. That would give me decision fatigue. And I think it's actually a barrier. A lot of you use your current habits and thinking that eating five to six times a day is impossible because I, I can't even think about once or twice a day. Well, when you have the tools, when you have the formula, when you know with confidence exactly what you're doing is right and how to do it, it actually takes all that stress away that has actually likely been causing some of your lack of willpower. And so I love our tool 101 uh, grab and go PFC meals. It's in our shop. Go do that. Cut out the ones or circle the ones that you love the most and bam, you are all set. You Decisions made, you don't have to overthink it. Get the right stuff in your pantry and you don't have to make those decisions anymore. Now, here's another big thing around decision fatigue. The more and more we have to kind of decide or we negotiate with ourselves. I mean, how many of you have like gone to bed at night and said, I'm gonna wake up at five o'clock in the morning and I'm gonna work out. And then you're like, ugh. I don't work out. And then you don't. And so you don't have that routine. Well, every single time you get up to work out, it's like a negotiation. It's like, oh, I could sleep for 15 more minutes, but then I, I know I'll be mad at myself, but then I really should do it. And I don't really want to. And you go through this whole negotiation. Well, that's going to give you a lack of willpower later on because you are already starting to deplete your decision making gas tank, your willpower 
fuel. And so when you actually have a routine that's just non-negotiable, you've made the decision and you're doing it. Now I get it. The first few times that you're making, you know, that routine a reality, there's going to be some negotiation. It's going to be hard. But if you know that you can power through that and it becomes what you don't even think about anymore, you just do it. It's not a decision you have to make anymore. You wake up, like uh, my routine every single day is I wake up at about 5.30 and I have my quiet time. I, I do my devotional. I do a little bit of work. I do some either um, research, reading, or a course that I'm doing. And then my kids come down at about 6.45. I know it's a long period of time, but I love that much time by myself. And then at seven o'clock, I work out. Every time I go work out, I do my workout with my trainer at Living Lean. I do my live training. I just go onto the to the site and I and I zoom in and right then and there I set my sauna so that it warms up so that right after the workout I go in the sauna and I'm done by 8:30 and then I go get in the shower and I am sitting down at my desk by about 9 9:15 every day. I don't even think about it anymore. But when that has to become such a cognitive lift, do I do it? Do I not do it? You're going to actually deplete your willpower tank. Okay, so those are some quick tips in thinking about how many decisions do you make a day? If you know you have to focus on doing something for work or for your family, turn off your phone, get that phone on airplane mode or make it on do not disturb and ignore all types of things. Put your computer on naturally where all the notifications are off that you'd actually have to work to turn them on in order to be able to see them. Because every time you hear a ping, you have to make a decision. No, I'm not going to get that. No, I'm not going to look at that. And it becomes exhausting. And then by the end of the night, when you need that bowl of ice cream, that has direct relationship to all the decisions that you had to make during the day. So how do you mitigate all those decisions? I have the same exact shake every single morning after I work out because I don't have to think about it. Now, some people like to change it up and that's why I love having like our shake recipes all there or all these little options. But for me, if I don't have to think about it, I know I'm saving my energy for the things that really matter later. Like I love to make a different meal every night. I love to be able to try different recipes from our recipe vault and our recipe subscription. And that's where my decision every day about my meals come in, but I can eat the same thing all day long because I'm focused on working and just fueling my body and not anything else. Everybody might be a little different, but those decisions come out of the equation. And I know that that's part of why, ooh, excuse me, why I have more willpower. I talk with my hands and then I bang my microphone and then, ooh, there it goes. All right. The second thing that I said that impacts our willpower because we have to, literally the two go hand in hand, there's some decision fatigue that actually happens there is around temptations. So when we are tempted, now we are tempted the minute a ding goes off on our phone or our computer, and then we have to make a decision about whether or not we are going to respond to that or not. But there's also other temptations that when we fight against, when we have like that discipline of declining and when we go for it and when we resist that temptation and we have that self-control, it's amazing, but it depletes our willpower later. So when you have certain temptations, like certain types of food that are sitting in your house, and you know that you have your favorite chips in there, or like Easter time for me is mini eggs. Like I don't even bring them in the house. If I want a mini egg, I know it's just a fat and a carb and I'm not any, like I don't have any guilt around it, but I'm intentional. I go to the, gro to the grocery store or to the, um, 
to the pharmacy and I only buy that one little pack and that is it. And I will eat it when I know it is like my intentional time to eat it. Because if I had that whole big bag in there, when my willpower is depleted or when I'm feeling that temptation, I will just go and grab it. So not having it there is a massive, massive just support in being able to deal with your willpower later because you're not getting exhausted by avoiding that temptation. Want to know another way to avoid temptation? Eating in the way that we teach. What? Well, cravings, which we think we give into because we don't have enough willpower. Actually, most of your cravings, if you're not eating in the way that we're teaching, where you're balancing your blood sugar, not only are you putting yourself at all sorts of risk of all sorts of diseases because you're not balancing your blood sugar, but also if you have cravings, that is your body telling you, hey, my friend, our blood sugar is out of whack. That's a direct relationship to your cravings. We just think it's actually willpower. And while there is a lot of emotional kinds of stress eating that we tend to do, most of you, if you are not a client of ours, do not know the difference between an emotional craving and a physical craving. Most of you have physical cravings if you are not actively and confidently balancing your blood sugar in the way that we teach. Now, once you do that, and you do it consistently over time, it is amazing how those cravings, and honestly, within days, go away. And then suddenly, you don't have to fight the temptation because you're satisfied. Your blood sugar is balanced. You're not craving those things. And think about how much more willpower you'll automatically have because you're actually eating. That is huge. Now, then if you still have some cravings, you know that they're psychological. You know that there's other types of strategies that you can go with to be able to deal with them. You can take away some of those temptations that you know are in the house, but you can also start to say, okay, I know I'm feeling my body correctly and I'm craving something. This absolutely has to do with stress because we know stress will spike your cortisol and then that will cause cravings in and of itself. Well, then you can have some strategies to be able to respond to that. And if you have those strategies at the ready, I train our clients to be able to have like an index card of little things that you can do when you're having a craving and you know it's psychological that's going to distract you without making you have to deal with the temptation because not only is it going to serve your body, but it's also going to improve your willpower because at the end of the day, if you've had a bunch of stress type cravings, you're going to actually cave in in the afternoon because your willpower tank is depleted. Does that make sense? And so I want you all to realize, look, this isn't your fault, but how many decisions are you making in a day that you could actually mitigate, that you could actually take control of? Because all of those distractions, all of those mini tiny decisions are actually depleting your gas tank of willpower faster and faster and faster and faster. Not to mention just daily life. The more tired we are, the less ability we have to be able to make good decisions around the discipline of declining. So that's one. But two is temptations. When you have those cravings and you are tempted, you are going to lose more and more willpower throughout the day. How do we curb that? The first and foremost one is eating in the way that we teach. And I love that because it's not just, it isn't about losing weight. That is a byproduct of getting healthy. That is an automatic part of the math equation. But when you actually understand how to fuel your body correctly, it is what your body is singing about when it happens. And it's amazing how all these other problems that you just think are all these scattered issues or possibly your fault seem to fade away.
So when you will get rid of those temptations where you don't keep, this is what happens when you're live and you don't turn off all the distractions, your phone goes off. (laughs) So when you actually understand more about your body, when you can recognize that when you get to your optimal health and truly see the layers of information that we teach here, this isn't about giving you a meal plan. Because when I did that, it didn't work, even though I'm teaching people the same exact thing. I'm adding so much more because I realize this is what is really actually the issue. Now, when you know how to eat, obviously that changes everything. But knowing these little other bits and pieces about yourself are what really change for the long term. So what I want to know today is what are you going to do about this? What are your takeaways from this? What are you learning and hearing from this? And Now, what are your top two actions that you're going to do this week to keep your willpower tank from depleting too quickly? What are the two things you're going to do? I want to hear about it in the comments because you guys, just like Marie Forleo said, just like I quoted at the very beginning of this, there's a limit to what your brain can manage in a day. If you ignore the science, you're going to suffer. So why suffer? It isn't that hard. It's in fact really simple. Doing it isn't always easy, but that's not what, that's not, anything that's worth doing is not going to be easy. If your job was super, super, super easy, you weren't challenged, you wouldn't grow, right? And so this isn't about being easy, but it is about being simple enough to be able to do. And remember, 1% progress is all we're looking for. So if you could just understand the concept that this isn't your fault, this is a basic human nature, and, and you can train yourself with simple little tweaks to your day to be able to give yourself more willpower at night. All right. So I want to know what you're taking away and what are the two action items you're going to do as a result of today's episode. Y'all, thank you so much. I love being able to connect with you and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.